Prepare to be astonished. It's that time again. Let's get started. From the Clatsop County Historical Society, an adventure in history with Matt Burns and Alana Quila. You should never be allowed to talk to people. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking. And now, with today's adventure, it's Mac and Alana. Welcome back. It's another adventure in history. And this week, we have a very special guest. Our first guest of 2023. Yes. It's, I mean, we have inspiration, motivation, um, on and on and on. Busy. All, <laughs> yes. All the, he's shaking his head. How would you describe yourself without saying who you are yet? Busy. Busy. That's it? <laughs> Uh, chaos. <laughs> we have uh, Mr. Josh, also known as Janitor Josh, also known as Josh Thompson, also how, known how many, as how many titles do you have? Dad and A brother lot. and son and husband and on and on and on. We're we're happy to have you here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being our first guest. And and you were here for our big Christmas show. Yes. Because you you loaned us some some help for that. Not really. Not really. You oh, were just, the, uh, you were just, I took photos. You took photos. He so took, you, he, you were here. He was our videographer. Videography. Yeah. Photogra- Although but you took photographs too. I did. That's right. I, yep. I was attributing the photographs to you. I only <laughs> took a few. He took the cute ones though. Like when we were actually doing the, the show. So, uh, right. yes. And, and you were just coming to see what it was all about because you weren't sure whether you wanted to be on the show or not. Right. Or he right. may have shown up on the wrong day and we just made him stay. Oh, all right. Okay. Uh, so shall we get to it? Because there's, there's, yes. there's a lot here. All right. So these are things that uh, uh, happen tomorrow, January 9th. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. 1493. I think I have this one. Columbus <laughs> mistakes manatees for mermaids. I liked that one. Okay, so first of all, he doesn't even know where he's landing because <laughs> right. he thinks he's in like India. Yeah. And now he, he doesn't know manatees from mermaids. But I love his quote, not half as beautiful as they are painted. Right. So not half as beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> he still thinks they're pretty beautiful. Right. So, oh, Christopher Columbus. I know. What, what I... are we going to do with you? <laughs> uh, 1768, the first modern circus is staged. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Englishman Philip Astley stages the first modern circus in London. I was surprised 1768. I would have guessed earlier. But then they kind of define a circus. True. There were probably vaudeville shows, right? And another type of shows, maybe. Yeah, traveling things. So trick riders, acrobats, clowns, trained animals, and other familiar components of the circus have existed throughout recorded history. But it was not until the late 18th century that the more modern spectacle of the circus was born. Astley, a former cavalry sergeant... Sergeant Major found that if he galloped in a tight circle, centrifugal force allowed him to perform seemingly impossible feats on a horse's back. Hmm. He drew up a ring, and on January 9th, 1768, he invited the public to see him wave his sword in the air while he rode with one foot on the saddle and one on the horse's head. See, I I get the gravity of all that, but I feel badly for the horse. (laughs) Right. Having to run in a circle and then somebody standing on your head. Right. And you can't topple over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what to make of that. Uh, 1783, first hot air balloon flight in the U.S. lifts off in Philadelphia, Ooh. piloted by uh, Jean-Pierre Blanchard. Interesting. Ever been in a hot air nope. balloon? Nope. No desire either? Really? Not really. Have you? I have not. 
My parents oh, did. I would. I would go. See, I, th- I think it'd be kind of fun. I mean, I, sky- I skydive, so... Oh, well, goodness. Then that know. would be like a controlled thing for you. Okay, we got to explore skydiving here. Yeah. In, in See, the former bit. journalist in me has only covered one type of stories for those, <laughs> both of those activities. <laughs> well, those are the only times that they're newsworthy. That they make news, right, yeah. exactly. But like, I mean, the in Albuquerque, New Mexico, the big That's hot true. air balloon, I mean, there's there's hundreds of them. So, and beautiful, right? I mean... You know, the odds are with you. <laughs> <laughs> Until they're not. That's right. Uh, 1811. Now, this one stunned me how early it was. 1811, first women's golf tournament is held. Ooh. So we forget the golf is kind of old. It is, right? Scotland. 1913, Richard Nixon is born. Mm. Happy birthday. Uh, 2001, Apple launches iTunes, revolutionizing how people consume music. It is. It's different. Yeah, it's good. I have to admit, I have I have utilized iTunes. Oh, yes. And I'm a guy that still has CDs in his car. <laughs> <laughs> so... All right, uh, 2007, st- on this kind of the same thing, Steve Jobs debuts the iPhone. I saw that, 2007. Yeah. yeah, 2007. Do you think that's early or late? It seems late. It seems like they've been around forever at this point, but... And are you an iPhone person? Oh, yes. Are you an iPhone person? Not at all. Yeah, me neither. Oh. <laughs> all right, but our history highlight of the day, the thing I think had the most impact on history, 1776, Thomas Paine publishes Common Sense. His pamphlet setting forth his arguments in favor of American independence. Yeah. Very uh, instrumental. And influential, right? And convincing mean, people, yes. Yeah. And I like that we used to really like, like pamphlets. Right, <laughs> yeah. And now, like, when the crazy person in New York City on the streets just hands you one, you just keep walking. Right. <laughs> but once upon a time... It was effective. That guy was, like, really a philosopher and handing out things that made you think. Right. So, okay. Anyway, that's my history highlight today. What that's I missed. a good one. No, you got them all. Wow, I got them. I'm starting. Yes, to, to, I know wow. that Christopher Columbus one. That was the one I didn't know if you'd, you'd get. <laughs> he just makes. Me I laugh. loved that one though. I, I like manatees. Like, really? I, you really thought it was a mermaid, yeah. and then you like go above and beyond in explaining it. But <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe mermaids exist. <laughs> maybe or maybe they're just manatees. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> so that makes me laugh. So. Yes. So we, I am very excited to announce our guest or to share our guest with you today um, because I think Josh um, has a lot to share about his life. And um, we often talk about in the new year about having resolutions. Mm-hmm. And I prefer to think of intentions. I like to have be very intentional with my life. And I also believe that my friend sitting right here is very intentional with his life and the choices he makes and his family makes, his wife as well. Um, and so we invited him here to share some of that with us today. Welcome. He's, he's got a bit of a, I don't, I don't know him, so I, I don't know what I'm reading into the <laughs> a smirk, smirk, but yeah, there's a smirk like either, oh, stop Alana or like you're nuts or it, I can't quite tell. It's the, oh, stop. And uh, the tear ducts are forming because <laughs> I already asked her if, am I going to cry in your radio show? She said, probably. So. Probably. But, but maybe this time it'll be for a good reason. It's always for a good reason. When I make people cry for bad reasons. So, well, let's just talk a little bit about yourself. uh, Introduce us to your family. Let's start there for people that don't know who you are. So if you look at the Thompsons, it's my wife, Crystal, and I. We had four biological children. I'll go through their names. Leo, Lucas, Lily, Logan. We We started becoming foster parents and then adopted three siblings. Liam, Linnea, and Lincoln. I see a pattern going yeah. on. They had different names than they changed them once mm-hmm. we adopted. And then we got we adopted their half-sister, uh, Louise. 
So who goes by? She goes by Emmy. Emmy. We love so Emmy. So there are eight children in this house. And then we have a guardianship of another. Wow. Um, so there's nine children. Two, actually, the boys moved out. The older boys moved out. I was going to say children. I mean, they are the age kids. Range? What are the age ranges? <laughs> Three to 20. Three to 20. Yeah. yeah. So they're kids, but they're, you know, mm-hmm. they don't like to be called that anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, the younger ones don't mind. The older ones. <laughs> right. I mean, the, the older the ones just ask me for money. 18. Heck, I, right. I refer to people 30 and under as kids. Exactly. Because <laughs> I'm old. So, I mean, we want to digest a lot of, of just your background as well. But since that's out there, what led you and your, your wife to wanting to become foster? Because that's, that's a huge thing to open your house. It is. And so Lucas, our oldest, or our second oldest, excuse me, uh, there was a TV program or something came on about foster children and he asked her what that was and she said well there's children who don't have homes and need people to take care of them and so that kind of started the process um within a month we are in classes here locally which were weekly classes and we are in week three of seven (laughs) classes and they asked us to take three siblings on an emergency emergency we need to emergency certify you Mm -hmm. um and for an emergency stay. It was for an emergency stay of however long. And it, see, see, yeah, when that happens, what what is your... I mean, you're obviously not even through the program yet, right. so you don't have a history here, but what's your anticipation? Are you thinking, oh, this is just going to be a week? Is it going to be a month? I mean, when, when they In first... the beginning, yes. <laughs> when we were asked to take children for the weekend, we're like, okay, the weekend, Monday, we'll see you Monday morning. It doesn't really work out that way. We've learned that they're there until they... They're not there anymore, yeah. and until they move them on. But those three kids are the are his kids now. Yeah, yeah. those three those, we adopted. The first, the first three. three that were in our house. <laughs> so by all means, this is way too personal, and and no, Mac, I'm not going to answer that, and I respect that. But how do they end up in foster care, and how do you end up? There's with them? many things. Um, for us, on our end, it was we're what what you call a non-relative foster placement or foster home. They call us resource families now. We're not foster parents. We're resource parents. Interesting. Um, because we're a resource for these children. So it's hard to get past the, I still call myself yeah. a foster parent. Sure. But um, we're non-relative. So we chose to look into it to get to become foster parents. Um, other, chil- other placements are relative. So like mm-hmm. if something happened to your sister or something and her children needed a place, you would be then a relative foster placement. placement. <laughs> um, for children to come in, it's many things. Um, parents pass away. Um, in our case, it was a, a grandparent that passed away mm-hmm. um, who was had guardianship of the children. And then the bio parents weren't in a place to take them. Mm-hmm. And um, hadn't been involved for a while, right? Correct. Sort of. Yes and no. The dad was the mom. Not really. And so. So you're dealing not only with the trauma of changing houses and moving in with people they don't really know and kids that they don't really know that they've also just lost their grandparent. So ours was a month after the grandfather passed away that Mm. they moved in. They were in foster placement. Mm. And so, yeah, we they never really got to grieve the the grandfather passing and so we've over the years it's taken a long time we've mm-hmm. had him for six years wow. and we've over time it's you work through the process and mm-hmm. there's counseling involved there's mm-hmm. lots of local places we've been for counseling and then mm-hmm. 
So you say that you, you know, that this, I didn't realize it came from Lucas's discussion because mm-hmm. it actually, I think that that seed was there prior because your wife and I are very good friends yes. and I, I've had conversations with her about it too. And she had said it was always in her mind, always. She always wanted a big family. Josh too wanted a big family. They, they did. They had four kids. So there's six of them. Um, and, and their kids do everything. I mean, and they don't all do the same things either. Of course not. Right. And yet still in their heart, again, this is that act of being intentional and intentional with what you're going to do with your life. So together too, that takes a conversation. So tell us about growing up and how both you and Crystal came to, to grow and to, to have that inside of you. Growing up as me as a child. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. There's only three in my family. I'm the middle child and that was it. Uh, Mm -hmm. We just wanted a big family. When I met Crystal, it was her goal in life. Some might look down on, but she wanted to be a mom. Like, and we made it possible. Mm -hmm. I worked jobs that made it possible for her to stay at home and be a mom. And so when we had Logan, our, our fourth bio child, um, we then made the decision not to have any more children. Um, but we knew six months after that decision that we wanted more children. And so <laughs> we knew that somehow we, it would happen. And so it just, you know, but we've always wanted to take care, to take care. Crystal is a very loving person and, and a mom to all children who come in her home. And so she, um, yeah, she, she, that's what she does. And so, it's just a family decision. Before we even adopted the three little ones, it was we sat the other four down and had a family discussion. Hey, the, our life is going to change ridiculously, and our numbers are going to double. <laughs> and so it was an unanimous. All of them wanted to. They all wanted wow. to open up their life because we were in a small three-bedroom townhouse, and we adopted three more children. There was 10 <laughs> of us in this townhouse. Um, and then, and so, yeah, we've gone that far yeah so you're you're the middle of three children Mm -hmm. were you was your house growing up a house that all three of you had tons of friends coming and going was it always a packed house or well i'm a gen x kid so we were outside playing all day (laughs) um and so not not really my sister's three years older my brother's six years younger and so it was me and my sister for a long while and then as I was a teenager, my brother was younger. And so I didn't really hang out with his friends. And hmm. How extraordinary that you and your wife find each other and both have that. We desire. found each other on online actually before online was cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause wow. you're still waiting to be cool. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> I mean, the, we know, we know Crystal is. The but. teenagers <laughs> will say no. But so this, this though, I mean, back to being intentional, I'm going to, I'm going to keep going here because, right. um, in all aspects of what you do, because you still have to make lots of choices, you and Crystal are intentional with those choices. Right. So, and and also you are, um, both of you are consistently encouraging others. Right. What is it or how did you get that in you? So what instilled that in you? And then how do you go about or what would you say to others? How do you share that? What are ways that you share that goodness? Well, I'm not going to plug myself, but the janitor, Josh, you know, I love being around kids. It's fun. I'm never, I was never smart enough to be the teacher or whatever. I didn't go to school for that, but I'm a janitor at a grade school. I get to have fun with the kids. I'm the fun parent in the building. Uh, And so, you know, I get, 
I'm, we're just intentionally fun. And, and it's just, yes, times can be hard and times can be rough and, but we just work through it and we get through it. And I don't know, it's, it's, we're just, we just are, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard question to answer of how are we intentional? We just do it. And, and we want to encourage others and through everything it's right now, it's, if you can help a foster family or be a foster parent, there is hardly any foster parents in the area. And how many kids are in need? Do you know? The last time I asked, there was about 80 in our area. Just in our area. And how many? We have less than a 10 pa- uh, families, right? Uh, non-relative Correct. families. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we took Emmy, the youngest, we were then considered relative because she was a sibling okay. to the group. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're, we're still taking in children that aren't that aren't ours. So what kinds of things go into a, a home inspection or a checking you out? Because you're, you're not, you're not Bill Gates. No, <laughs> you're not living in a giant mansion no. with all kinds of free time on your right. hands. So the community is huge. Look, what, what do they look for? They look, for, you have to go through everything. Fire extinguishers, smoke detectors, CO2 detectors. Everything needs to be looked at. Our fire, our fireplace had to have a fence around it. Um, because we had a little, little one. And so, and then it's just, they just walk through and make sure everything is okay. They don't want these children to come in and, and get hurt. And so we had a, our oldest lived in the garage. And so we had to make sure there's CO2 detectors down there, fire, det- you know, uh, smoke alarms down there. Mm-hmm. Two exit points is a big one. Um, you can't be in a room with a door with no secondary exit. Mm-hmm. And so. Uh, Other than a bedroom. Bedroom has a window. And oh, so that's your second, it. that's your secondary exit. That's why bedrooms can't have no windows. Oh. Okay. And so they just check over everything. And it's not only just, you know, like DHS that comes in, it's the CASA can come through the, which is the court appointed special advocate. They're there for the children. Mm -hmm. The child's lawyer can come through your home at any point. Uh, I I think there's five different entities that can come through at Mm -hmm. any point. And then you still have to manage all of those schedules. And <laughs> well, I've been holding off on the question of what kind of vehicle do you drive? So we did have a huge Ford I'm, Transit, but now as the, it was a 15 passenger, and now as the teenagers are, are driving themselves, we have now have just a normal minivan that seats eight. <laughs> you've, normal. Down, you, you've downsized We've to an downsized. Um, but the teenagers have cars too. The teenagers have cars. The boys ha- are out and they have their own cars. Lily, Lily has a car, my daughter. Mm-hmm. So, so you have all the drivers. Yeah, and, and they, they help a lot. Crystal's legally blind, and so the teenagers actually help drive her around and get to wherever they need to go. Mm-hmm. Everything is regimented. I have on my phone the calendar, the family calendar. I know when we need to be where and what, mm-hmm. and Crystal's very diligent in putting that in. Mm-hmm. So Janitor Josh is a, a known brand. <laughs> And if you haven't checked it out, Google it. Google Janitor Josh, and, and there's some good. There's um, he was featured on Channel Eight, KGW. Channel Eight News. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a great story, um, and then he also has his own merchandise, which he's wearing here today. You can't see um, Janitor Josh, and it also you can buy your own calendar. The calendar's I mean, not out for this year yet. This but, is what uh, I should have bought you for your Christmas present, well Mac. I mean, it's 12 months of pictures of. All the craziness I've done throughout the year. Uh, so a local photographer in 2020, mm-hmm. COVID happened. I wasn't really working at the, the grade school. We were emergency only. So I was still there working, but not really. He was, no photography was happening. He came in after Thanksgiving and we both spent six hours taking these amazing, crazy photos. It turned into a calendar. 
it turned into a new story, mm-hmm. calendar sold. The following year was for this or for last year, 2022, it was a selfie calendar because mm-hmm. he was then now busy. Mm-hmm. And then for 2023, I have not done it yet. So uh, he's a pinup model. Get, yeah, no uh, kidding. Get on it. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's it's wonderful, too, because you say, you know, you get to be the fun one at school, but um, you also get to be another adult with a job. Right. So it's another person that the kids know because right. every kid knows you. Right. And what do they expect from you? What what do and the teachers too? I mean, because again, you bring, you bring yourself. You're Some of the teachers present. call me the hero of the school, which I, <laughs> I, I tone myself down a lot. I, I I clean I clean, and there's another janitor there that his name is Josh as well. Oh no! And he's amazing, and so we just like to be there. I'm, I I walk around in the hallways. The kids know my keys because I keep them on my key mm-hmm. on my belt loop and. The, I'll walk by the rooms and teachers pull me in and and I, during COVID I I when no teach when all the schools were out mm-hmm. I was recording myself reading books and I would send them to the teacher so then they can send them to their children and I did that on my own it was just something fun I could do I went into their classroom sat in their desks read books videoed myself and mm-hmm. sent it on just so they could still have the school and me reading. So. And they didn't, ex- they didn't know you were doing this. The teachers didn't know. And what were their reactions? They loved it. Parents loved it. It was something fun. Um, before COVID, I would, I would have story time with Mr. Josh. And uh, it was like, what, fourth grade, I think. Every morning I would come in at like 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. After I emptied a couple garbage cans and mm-hmm. I'd read a book to the class and then move on. Like it's just this weird, fun thing that I get to do. And it's something familiar too, right? Like, cause he sat in like their book nooks area, you yeah. know, like or on the reading carpet and yeah. mm-hmm. cause we watched a lot of those too, that he would send out. And, um, and that's nice. Cause that was an area that they missed. And yet here, their friend is still there, mm-hmm. you know, still a constant. The yeah. school is still there. And, and what a great environment that not only do you get that interaction with the kids, but that it's obviously encouraged or, or right. That the, the principal and other people Ad, aren't like well, admin approved. They for? don't let me go too crazy, but <laughs> admin approve of of because I bring a light of fun and mm-hmm. school's hard enough. The kids have gone through so much in the last few years that they're still trying to learn how to even be in a sit down classroom because they weren't for a couple of years. And so I get to bring this aura of just fun and a little bit of crazy. And I get toned down a little bit. Uh, teachers, you know, no high fives in the hallway, Mr. Josh. Only smiles, Mr. Josh. Oh. <laughs> I get that a few times as we walk through the hallways now, but it's all fun. So what besides the fun stuff, you know, I, I have a feeling when you say there's only two of you, that's a, it's, it's a huge building you have to take right. care of. And there's all kinds of things that happen and and all of a sudden the roof water's leaking or well, we have kids a, a, slip on something and we have a maintenance department that okay. a maintenance guy that runs all the buildings and so if there's a big issue I call on him mm-hmm. um, but the the day to day things I we take care of mm-hmm. not every room okay. gets vacuumed every night because it's so big but mm-hmm. teachers help out and they take care of those students love to have their own job in the room mm-hmm. and so they'll vacuum their rooms and I do not tell teachers no. If you want to vacuum your room, go. Great, thanks. And I bet that's more than at other schools just because they do identify with you and it's helping you. Yeah. It's not just, oh, I have to vacuum the classroom. Yeah. But they, they kind of feel probably like they're supporting you somehow. Oh, so yeah. They, they, love helping, they love helping us out and, and making sure that we can get our job. Yeah. So you mentioned COVID and with such a big family. How, how, how did COVID 
affect your personal family, not just your work. But we only home. we only got COVID once, I think, a year ago, Christmas. Mm-hmm. Not the whole family, though. Crystal did on Christmas Eve, tested positive, oh, which gosh. was fun. So she was in... But what upstairs. about schedules and stuff? I yeah. mean, was that just crazy doing school for everyone or right crystal was on you need to interview crystal she (laughs) she is the bookkeeper and keeps everything in line it was nuts sorry you didn't answer your phone because crystal's trying to teach you know second grade or whatever and third and And, fourth and And make sure the and ninth we had a senior who left graduated during covid so Mm -hmm. when they left for spring break he was done he didn't he told us later he didn't do anything after that because they had already you know they're almost out anyways they're at that point they're just trying to get through it and yeah. but yeah from kindergarten all the way up to a senior during covid it was quite mm-hmm. quite the process so for somebody wanting to take the start of this year and you know start down this healthy positive track what would your advice to them be because you're not always perfect no right? not at all I'm, I'll be <laughs> I, the first I know to you. tell you I'm not so so what but how would they how do you start this how do you start just, on this journey just smile at the person that's looking at you in the mirror I know that's hard and I'm going to tear up because it's the truth mm-hmm. the person that looks back at you in the mirror needs to smile as much as you give it to everyone else and so if you can just start with something small like that that is, is worth it I mean you're worth it you're and you can smile and you can be in it. And so s- start small. It's the first step that the first little step that runs the marathon. And so. And then what's next? Cause I know you've taken so many, so many steps. We're still foster parents. We are not backing down from that. We've, we're amping it up uh, next month. We are renewing our two year contract or not contract. It's two year. It, you, you have to get certified certification. Mm-hmm. And so. We're still doing it. We're, I don't know how many more we'll adopt. We'll see how that goes, but that's where we're at. So you obviously have a million things that the kids all like to do. Do you ever get, you and, and your wife, any any of your own stuff you get to do? Or what do you like to do with the entire family together? Together's like hard. or anything like it, that. We did during COVID. COVID, was, there was a lot of walking and hiking and things mm-hmm. just as the core. Um, Crystal is a reader. And so she reads a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I mean, I like, I, I'm, I'm the craft guy. So I'll sit there and work on vinyl and heat press my own shirts and, and that type of thing. So that kind of zones me out for a little bit. But just being around each other is fun. With Emmy, the three-year-old, it's, everything is about data. I walk in the house and it's, it's that, that's my evening with her. Mm-hmm. And so, because she hasn't seen me all day. And so, but yeah, together we just... We like to just, I don't know, different things. <laughs> go to the beach. They go to the beach often. Yeah. Walking still. You have the river walk. Right we have the river them. walk, right? Mm-hmm. Out in Hammond, yeah. Okay. But yeah, there's, there, I wouldn't say there's very much extra time. <laughs> there's not a lot of extra <laughs> time. That's why I asked if there's ever. <laughs> yeah. Crystal and I get a good amount of conversations in. It's not as crazy <laughs> as everyone thinks it is. Mm-hmm. I don't, we're not always constantly running. I mean, there's nights where we're sitting on the couch. And it's like, okay, the kids are playing games and we're just sitting and chatting. And so <laughs> it's not as crazy as, and chaotic as everyone thinks. No, it's probably worse. Yeah. It's probably crazier I, I, and I, more chaotic than the, everyone thinks the, in the, actuality. The entire show, I've just been thinking, okay, I had two. And they yeah. were eight years apart, so I kind of had a built-in babysitter. And 
oh my gosh, you are, are 20 times the person I am yes. that, that you can handle that. I have and to with pay my built-in babysitter. The teenagers don't take anything less than <laughs> right, money. Right. <laughs> well, we appreciate you and we thank you so much. I love you. I love your family. Um, it's a pleasure being a part of your family too. And right. I want to say something because you haven't said it, but you do say it often about foster care, which is if you don't do it. If not us, then who? Is is the someone has to, and if we're not, if we don't do it, then who's going to do it? That's so then that's why we always, we tend to say always say yes. And that's why that number eighty was stunning, and I hope that a lot of people listening are inspired by you because you are certainly amazingly inspiring. Reach out to the DHS, and they'll put you in the right path. Great, thank All you right. so much. Go make some history. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us for An Adventure in History. An Adventure in History is created and produced by the Clatsop County Historical Society and brought to you by KMUN.